Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Joel's Mind Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. Today, I will be covering getting started my very first ebook that I had dropped on July 17th. This ebook is the very first ebook that I ever created, first digital content I created, and I'm very proud of it. I've carved a piece of me out into it, and everything I do, I carve a piece of me and put into it. With that being said, let's get started. Getting started covers four different topics. I'll break those topics down and break down exactly what getting started is about, why I started, why I created it, and why you should use it, and why it's important, and how it is a good tool. All right, so first and foremost, I created Getting Started because I understand the obstacles that we face when we are trying to get started and accomplish a goal, accomplish a new behavior, accomplish a habit. It's a difficult journey. It can be treacherous. It can be enjoyable. It can really uh, show us who we are, who our character is, and you know, and mold and change for for the better. The reason why I, I created getting started is because I know there's a lot of people out there that want to get started, and uh, there's a fear of the unknown, a fear of failure, and fear of potentially unlocking the person that you always imagined to be. And sometimes that's scary for people. Sometimes being that badass motherfucker that you know you are is a scary fucking thought. So I just want to say getting started is an accomplishment within itself. So this ebook goes over four different topics that I truly believe that will help you understand you while you undergo these changes and reach and aim to that finish line and accomplishing that goal. So the four topics that I cover is perspective, the basics, the reality, and about you. The very last topic on there is a tool. This tool is a planner that I created myself that I strategically designed so that you are engaged in your awareness of the changes that are going on through your mind, your body, and in your attitude. The first one is the perspective. But I'm going to say that for the last because I really enjoy what the perspective topic brings to the table. So I'm going to say that one for the last. Now let's start with the basics. Obviously, you got to identify your goal. So we're going to start there. The second step to identifying your goal is identifying when you want to accomplish that goal. Another thing that the basics covers is your fears and obstacles. So the reality of it is... You got to start somewhere. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be fears. There's going to be, you know, road bumps through this journey. And that's okay. That's the reality of it. It's going to happen. And it's not about avoiding those or trying to take the, the path of least resistance. The reality is that these obstacles are going to be there and it's okay it's about how we respond and how we react to these obstacles, which leads me into telling you what is not okay. What's not okay is to hold yourself to an unrealistic standard. And to provide an example, just recently, um, several months ago, I embarked on another weight loss journey. Um, 
I was, you know, trying to get down to a certain weight. And during that time, I remembered and reflected on when I was in high school. High school, I was an athlete. I still consider myself an athlete. Um, I played football and I wrestled. Um, I did great kids as a kid. I did Taekwondo as a kid. I was pretty active. Shout out my parents for, you know, keeping us in sports and keeping us active. Great way to, um, understand oneself. What I did was hold myself to unrealistic standard. I was reflecting on myself as a 15 and 16 year old teenager and saying, when I was this age or when I was in this sport, I was able to accomplish this. I'm 26 years old right now. It it breaks me to say this, but I'm not a 15, 16 year old kid no more. I'm not that, I'm not that young and I'm not that, you know, I'm not there physically. I don't, I don't move like I used to. I don't have that energy like I used to. Not to say that I'm old and I'm depleting time wears, you know, on all of us. And I had to understand that. And I had to, you know, absorb what I was capable of doing. I had to accept it. I had to accept that I was only capable of doing so much, um, especially at a weight that I never was when I was in high school In high school, I weighed probably about 220 at most. Now, 270s when I actually started. So like I, I needed to remind myself that I'm at a heavier weight than I ever was when I was comparing myself to my older version. So the reality is don't hold yourself to an unrealistic standard. You're only going to hurt yourself and you're only going to beat yourself up. So don't do that. My next point, holding yourself accountable. It's important for us to hold ourselves accountable simply because it's easy for us to lose track of our goal, to get distracted. In my situation, it was easy go to the bar, go get some food, and completely lose track of what is at stake. A certain accountability you got to hold to yourself when embarking on this endeavor, um, on any endeavor that you you sign yourself up with. So whatever it is that you're getting getting started, hold yourself accountable. This is going to get you where you want to go. And another form of accountability is simply just showing up. I know that this doesn't sound so sexy and it doesn't really give you a really great insight on, you know, like the next best thing. But the reason why it is a great insight is simply because a lot of people underestimate just showing up. A lot of people give up and a lot of people quit. Well, I'm not going to hit it 110% today, so I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to show up. Let me tell you why that isn't the greatest way of thinking. Back when I was in college, I was that person. I used to wake up late, not 30 minutes half missing half of the the class late, but I was going to be late enough to where if I walked in, I was going to be the only one walking in at that time. All eyes on me. Shout out to Tupac. Rest in peace. So even though I knew that I was going to walk into class and be that late, my obstacle was the anxiety of having all those eyes on me. So you know what I did? I didn't show up. I said, you know what? I got a class at 10 o'clock. Let's try again then. That kicked my ass and I paid for it over and over and over again. It wasn't fun. I don't know if you ever heard the saying, 80% is just showing up. If I had just shown up to class, I wouldn't have put myself in a predicament where 
I would reflect a whole hour in my day on how I messed up. A lot of people would call this guilt. I call this self-sabotage. When I missed that nine o'clock class, I either did things that was more self-sabotaging or I just sat there in my own pity and had a pity party. That wasn't constructive and it really hindered my future self. Later down the road, when I had other classes, I just, again, wasn't holding myself to a realistic standard. And I said, you know, today's, I'm going to be different today. Well, the more that I kept not showing up, I realized how much more I was self-sabotaging and not committed to what I set myself up for. It was really hard for me to break that cycle and ended up, and that's exactly what happened. It ends up being a pattern. That self-sabotaging behavior ends up becoming a pattern and it ends up being, it ends up being you. So my advice is just to show up. Even if you're not ready, you showing up is better than you not showing up, showing up at all. And if you are like me and didn't want to show up unless you're a hundred percent ready, I promise you. Even if you're 10% ready, but you show up, that's going to give you 100% more results than not showing up at all. So, self-sabotaging yourself, it lowers your confidence, it lowers your self-esteem, and then, like I said, it it leads to other self-sabotaging behaviors like gorging, eating out, uh, gorging, you know, looking for other coping mechanisms such as drinking, you know, finding relationships or partners that make you feel better because you can't do it yourself. Um, there's a lot of other self-sabotaging behaviors that come with one self-sabotaging behavior. So that be saying another topic that was important to me in this ebook is you. You are the most essential component to this journey. You are the captain of your own ship. That means you decide when to drop the sails, to turn with or against the wind, to raise the sails. You have the utmost control of your life in accomplishing this goal. Now, it's crucial that you do this for yourself. The reason you must do this for yourself is because if you do this for anything other than yourself, you're faking the funk. And what happens when you fake the funk, it doesn't stick. Or you end up molding this type of behavior into your personality that you don't like or that you didn't want. That also is another form of self-sabotage. The difference between I must versus they said is this. I must change this about me in order to be a better person to my family. Verse, my family says I need to do this so that I can be better to them. Now, when you decide 
to take action for yourself when you decide to, you know, take a stand and say, I'm going to do this because I'm going to be a better person for my family. This is going to lead to me being a better person for my family. I'm going to run with that example. You are calling to action. You are saying, I'm, I'm going to make this happen rather than saying, right. Rather than the latter where it says, my family says I need to do this. Well, someone's telling you what to do. So if you don't, truly believe that, or you don't really, you know, that's not coming directly from you, the chances of you actually changing or, you know, wanting to be a better person or, you know, accomplishing that goal is less likely because someone else is telling you it's not coming from you. That strength, that passion, that will, that desire that makes you want to alter that behavior or accomplish that goal. That's not there. If someone is telling you what you need to do. And most importantly, you don't understand why you need to change what you need to change if someone is telling you to do that. Sure, you can have a conversation and have them explain to you why you need to do that, but it's not going to sit well. It's not going to come from the root when you have someone telling you what to do. In order for it to come from within, it has to come from within. It has to, it has to grow from within yourself the chemical reactions in your brain will transpire when you decide that on yourself. So with that, I'm going to go to my next topic is being kind to yourself. This is very important. This topic, I truly believe that is insightful for those that don't understand being kind to yourself. If you're someone that is constantly looking for reassurance or constantly um, beating themselves up, this section is for you. And the reason why I say that is because when you are seeking validation, you are disregarding yourself. You know, getting validation from someone else's opinion instead of being the validation for yourself. It's, it is important to ask for feedback and get, you know, feedback and, you know, get an outside perspective. But what's not okay is when you're consistently asking for validation or seeking validation. So to be in kind, um, and another way to describe it is to respect yourself, to respect what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your physical form and what's going on in your attitude. If you're tired, respect yourself and allow yourself to get more rest. If you are uncertain of what to do next in your life or in in your goal, it is important for you to ask, respect yourself by acknowledging that you don't know what you need to do next. If that's where you're at, if you say, I'm just going to figure it out or, you know, pretend that you know what's going on or, you know, you do a bunch of research and it still doesn't really make sense. Well, like how much time are you losing by doing research and not understanding it when you could do both and do some research on your, on, on your own, but also ask someone that is experienced or a professional for some help. So respect yourself by acknowledging when you need help, when you need more rest and you know, when you need to fill up that social bucket, being kind to yourself is acknowledging you and hearing yourself out. If you're missing your people, 
Go spend some time with them. I understand being hyper-focused and trying to accomplish your goals sooner than later. And sometimes your goals just suck you in and you just completely forget about what's going on uh, in other people's worlds because you're in your world. So be kind. And when you start to miss someone or, you know, people are starting to miss you, give yourself some time to socialize. Another thing that I talk about in this topic is acknowledging your future self. And in order to acknowledge your future self, I use the form of affirmations. If you're not familiar with affirmations, affirmations are words that you speak to, senses, phrases. You speak to yourself. You 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 post around in your world so that you you see it, you hear it, you say it multiple times throughout the day. I don't know if you ever heard the saying. You say if you say something enough times you start to believe it well this is exactly what affirmations are for an example of an affirmation is wanting to be more empathetic you can say phrases like i am patient i am understanding i am forgiving i'm accepting i'm i'm willing to listen to be honest when I first did, did words of affirmation, I thought it was corny. Even as a psychology major, I'm like, dude, I'm really going to sit here and look at myself in the mirror and say, I am a better person. I am punctual. I am resistant. I promise you, it's not corny at all. It's super effective. And it's something that is super necessary if you are trying to be a better version of yourself. So affirmations is a way of acknowledging your future self. So if you want to be a more punctual person, you got to start acknowledging that person in yourself. You need to start acknowledging your future self now so that you can manifest that into your life. So another thing that I'm very most proud of in of my ebook is the Brick by Brick Planner. I love this planner because it's not like any other planner that I've found myself. Um, it's very interactive. It's very easy to use. This planner is designed to help you keep track of your progress and be aware of the metamorphoses that you undergo in accomplishing that goal. It provides a fill in the blank affirmation section, which is, you know, if you're, if you're like me, when I first started doing affirmations and you're kind of uncertain or untrust, untrusting of that, um, tool, that's why that I am fill in the blank section is there to kind of just help you start doing that. So I made it super simple, super easy for you to utilize. And hopefully you start to grow in that area of your life to start acknowledging your future self. So there's a whole section that provides a step-by-step guide on how to use um, that planner. So I'll let you all read that. I'll let you all use that and, you know, understand it in your own way. Essentially, I built this planner so that you are aware of your mind, your body, and your attitude throughout the changes that you will undergo in achieving your goal. So now, for the moment that we all have been waiting for, is the perspective topic. This topic, I believe, is really insightful and really helpful for those people for for those people that feel stuck. I've been there. I've undergone mental blocks because I've felt stuck before. 
this perspective exercise I, I have you complete this perspective section is understanding your timeline. When I was in college, I took a developmental psychology class. We learned about life from conception to death. And that really helped me understand my overall life. For whatever weird, weird reason, I thought I needed to retire by the age late 40s, 50s, 60s. And I thought that's when we start to slowly die was in our 60s. Little did I know we're still young. We are still full of life. And there are certain things we can do to make sure that our brain, our minds stay active and they stay functioning at a, even at that age. Cause we still, we do start to deteriorate as time goes by. Um, and each day that, and each day that passes, don't get it twisted with all life. There all comes an ending. So the perspective exercise that I have you do is a 100 year perception of your life. I ask you to take your age right now and think about how long you want to live or how long you expect uh, to live and see yourself living. For example, I do want to live till I'm a hundred years old right now. Right now I'm 26 years old and I, I have 74 years left in my life before I become 100 years old. I have 74 years to live on top of the 26 years I have le- I have lived already. That's a lot of years if you want to live to 100. Now let's take well let's take let's keep it easy. Let's take 24 years away from that. Now I don't have 74 years. I only have 54. That number is a little scary, now isn't it? Let's take a little less from that. You know, let's take four years away. I'm at 50 now. I have 50 years as from being 26. I have 50 years left to live. Some of you may think that's a lot. Some of you might be like, holy cow, this guy's onto something. And I am. But the point is that I'm trying to make is that sometimes we are so stuck in a mental space that does not allow us to see past our present moment. We get stuck. I want you to understand that there more to life than what we are enduring and what we're undergoing. And with this exercise, I truly believe it helps you think about your life in a different perspective. That's what the goal is, is activity is just to understand that at some point your life is going to come to an end. And every day that you are breathing, every day you're alive, every step that you take on this earth, it matters. You are the captain of your ship. You decide where you want your life to go. There is unforeseeable things, just like COVID, this pandemic. There is unforeseeable obstacles that are going to come in our life, and that's just life. But what's important is how you respond and how you react to it, how you adjust yourselves. Do you turn into the wind away from it? I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you for tuning in. This is my very first ebook. Please check it out. If you haven't already, go to joelsmind.com, hit the ebook button, and get registered for your own copy of the ebook and planner. Uh, there's a printer friendly version of it as well. Please check it out. 
Let me know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, clarifications, or, you know, if you have a disagreement, feel free to hit me up on one of any of my socials, uh, Joel's Mind Official on Instagram, on Facebook, and let me know what you think. Um, if you want a support group, I'm hoping the goal is to have a community of people that are going through what you are going through or trying to transcend into being a better version of themselves. I like to say thank you. I appreciate your time and I will see you in another episode.